Hi gang, it's Mickey. I've hijacked the podcast to release an episode all on my own. But before you get all worried, rest assured that this whole episode is not going to just be me. I've got a lot of pre-recorded stuff I've been meaning to include in our shows, and since it's once again getting tough to record all of us, I figure I'd stick all the pre-recorded stuff into here and get it out there, like a stopgap or filler episode. So, let's dive right into it with our first concert roundup. It's from back in May, which should give you an idea how long it's been since we did one of these. It's the last show of the second leg of the Under the Big Top Tour in Dallas. The Radio Margaritaville broadcast started with three interviews, and you'll hear excerpts from all three. Jimmy was still enjoying the theory of drunkativity, which Mac and he came up with back in the Cincinnati show, and they make reference to it a lot during this concert. They brought back Elvis Presley Blues, but also added Nothing But a Breeze for the first time in three years and Trip Around the Sun for the first time in five years. Tampico Trauma is performed just for John Lovell, as you'll hear shortly. Brown Eyed Girl was brought back as an encore, and the final song was Growing Older But Not Up. So, here are some of those highlights of the Frisco show from Saturday, May 22nd. This is Radio Margaritaville. Kirsten coming at you from Frisco. We are on the end of the Big Top Tour. Hi, Hakey. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Ready to get this uh, candle lit. Now, let me introduce you. You are Jimmy's production coordinator, but you're also heading up this, uh, this new division called the Margarillas. Yeah, well, basically what we're trying to do is give everyone an inside look of what goes on behind the scenes of the tour. Um, I've been having fun following you guys so far. We're having a lot of fun doing it. It's just the day in and day outs of the stuff that whether some people think it would be mundane or, uh, or or out of control. And depending on the time time it is in the day, it is just like that. And today is a, another great day here on a Saturday. Tailgaters everywhere. Got some great pictures with people. Tons of land shark flags. And uh, pre-show low tide lounges open now. And I'm getting ready to go back over there to make sure everything's uh, running smoothly and get myself a cold one. <laughs> so people can follow you on Facebook. You've been posting these these great kind of behind-the-scenes pictures, and you've got some videos up there as well. Why don't you give us like where we can find you on Facebook? Go on Facebook and uh, type in Margarillas, uh, M-A-R-G-A-R-I-L-L-A-S. Um, doing some fun interviews from the lawn people backstage here, photos from our trips on the bus and everywhere we go. Having a lot of fun. Take a look at it, and um, I'm going to go get a land shark. Thank you so much for stopping by. Anytime. We'll see you guys. This is Radio Margaritaville on Sirius XM, and I am backstage in Frisco, Texas for the Under the Big Top Tour with John Lovell. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am excellent. Very nice. Uh, what are you looking forward to with tonight's show? Um, tonight we get to do Tampico Trauma if he doesn't change his mind halfway through the show, Ooh. which sometimes he does. <laughs> but uh, Tampico Trauma is this, uh, we have a new arrangement of it where I start out with a har little Harmon mute solo at the beginning, which is kind of new and different. We've never done anything like that before. It's sort of Miles Davis sounding. Ah. The Harmony thing, which I'm really enjoying. Um, so I, I always look forward to that. Excellent. And what do you have going on, uh, you know, on the side? Anything? Oh. You play with a band back well, home, yeah, right? Yeah, there's a band. Um, for those of you who live in Fort Lauderdale area, every Wednesday night at a restaurant called Mango's, which is right on Los Olivos Boulevard, a very famous uh, party street in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and I'm there every Wednesday night with a band called Oop Bop Shabam. I've been there for 12 years with these guys. And Oop Bop Shabam? Oop Bop Shabam. We started out as a swing band. Now we do a little bit of everything. We'll do disco, we do R&B, we do some jazz, you name it. We've, you know, everything from rock and roll to Frank Sinatra, you know. Wow. But it's six pieces, two horns, and it's a really big sounding band. So if you're down there in the Fort Lauderdale area, yeah. mangoes? Yeah, Wednesday nights from, uh, what is it, 830 to 1230. Okay. Every Wednesday night. Well, I look forward to hearing from you tonight. <laughs> 
Thank you. On Tampico Trolley. I'm going to have fun. All right. Yeah. We will see you there. Look, nice talking with you. You too. All right. This is Radio Margaritaville. Kirsten hanging out backstage with Hi, Jimmy. Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. How you doing? I'm doing well. Great to see you again. You too. I picked that. I knew who that was, didn't I? You did. You knew exactly who was playing. Sonny Lander. That's who it was. What was the name? What was that song? That was Buffet Hotel. That was Buffet Hotel? Oh, yeah. yeah I know that. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to play that. Yes. Yes. We're going to play that when Sonny comes back out. He was out in a couple of shows up on this tour. So we're talking about We're trying to get Tumani Diabati. Uh, there's rumor of his coming to America, and if he comes and Sonny's around, we're going to try to get that together. Uh, I love it so when you have Sonny out. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Now, um, <clears throat> Dallas, I was saying, is always kind of kind of crazy. Particularly when it's blowing 30 miles an hour. <laughs> I know. I saw you guys had, you know, like kind of reinforcing the set a little bit because well, it's so, it's so windy. swinging up there. Yeah, let me know <laughs> if it falls, will you? Okay. I'll, I'll let we're you We're know. okay. I'll we're run okay. out and see I, you. I trust my riggers. <laughs> no, but I just think it's like... And again, I have worked out, you know, back in, in the way back days, um, I did a lot of work in Texas before anybody ever really knew who I was, and uh, except the people in Texas, and they've always been very, very appreciative, and I have uh, tried to reciprocate. Yes. So I'm very happy to be here, and yeah, I felt it coming in, driving through the uh, parking lot, that it was, you know, I went, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was like a Mardi Gras parade. Yep. So I'm ready. That puts me in a mood. It doesn't take me much to get in a Mardi Gras mood. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I, you know, I noticed that up at the new com, there's yep. a, a great rehearsal video of you guys. I think it's in your hotel room or somebody's hotel room in yeah. Atlanta. Are you guys going to do more of those? Yeah, I mean, what we're doing is playing around with streaming. You know, we're streaming out rehearsals here because I think people kind of like that because it's a little more kind of, you know, shows what we actually we actually do work. Yeah. I mean, we, we do have these uh, vocal rehearsals and things. They're a lot of fun. And... Uh, so we just started shooting them, and I thought people would like to just see, you know, uh, us when we're just kind of working on parts of it. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm hearing that people really like the show, and I'm glad because there's a reason we we do, I mean, we do work hard on this. Yes, you guys do. Yeah, so, and I'm glad it's appreciated. Okay, and one last question. I've heard that you're a Lost fan. Are you going to watch the season <laughs> finale tomorrow? You know, I am not going to watch it tomorrow because I don't want to see it with commercials. Oh, so I'm going to wait two days and download it uh, because, they, you know, they're going to cram it up. I actually went to a party when they were filming the last episode when we were in Hawaii. I went to the Lost uh, rap party in Honolulu. Ah. Oh, yeah. So, and there are a lot of parrot heads, uh, uh, Josh and Jorge and uh, who else? A bunch of Michael, the guy that plays Ben. There are a lot of fans, and uh, my friend Jack Bender directs it. So, I've known those guys on and off from going to Hawaii for all these years, so it was pretty fun that night. I actually played that party. You did? I played the Lost Party. There's probably, there's, I'm sure that there's YouTube stuff up there, but I played the Lost Rap Party. That's cool. So, uh, and I didn't want it because they were talking about stuff and I'd run out of the room because I, I don't know anything and I don't want to know anything. Oh, okay. But yes, I'm going to watch it, but you know, I don't know, I don't watch all those commercials. Yeah. No, nah, I'm going to wait for two days and download. Do you have any do you th- any ideas what you think is going to happen? <coughs> any guesses? Well, yeah. I mean, I've been watching everything. Well, you know, the, the monster's got to go back in the hole, don't you think? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But who's going to put it in? They're killing people off pretty quick, man. <laughs> They're here towards the end, man. The way they took, uh, what was the guy out? Uh, Richard out. Man, he, was, he needed to go. I didn't like him anyway. <laughs> The monster just kicked his ass, man. He was gone. It wasn't no goodbye, no death scene, nothing. Zoom, bam. See ya. So, so they're knocking him off pretty good. So 
This, I'm excited. You know, they've gotten me to where I want to go. I want a okay. few more knots tied, though. I don't want to be left alone here. But yeah. I, all I can say is that I, the writers who I know said, hey, there's there's logic to what we're doing here. Don't worry. We're going to tie it all up. So they okay. didn't say that. Good. So I, that's all I know. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. Good <laughs> to see you, Kirsten. Thank you so all right. much. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again from uh, Boston next time. Yep. All right. Take care. Have a good break. Bye-bye. Bye. people are so in tuned it's amazing because I don't think you could really do this next song if there wasn't an aroma of ganja floating over this stage your timing is impeccable I'm telling you at the end of that song when Mac was over there thinking about beer a wave of scent very known to several members of this organization came whisking across the stage. It smelled to me like medical marijuana. I think it was medical marijuana. Mike Utley says it was, yes. That's right. So anybody out there suffering from glaucoma like we do, just when you least expect it, you'll be dodging big beach balls. I need to hear you. I don't know. I went back uh, last winter to the island of Bora Bora out in French Polynesia. Work, 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 work. across the street somewhere. Y'all can find him on the internet, but go see Elo at Lorcan's Irish Pub after the show and have a pint with Elo. I'm growing but not up. My metabolic rate is pleasantly stuck. Little winds of time blow over my head. I'd rather die while I'm living and live while I'm dead. Little winds of change over my head I'd rather die while I'm living than live while I'm Thank you all for coming See you next time Save the golf please Now let's jump forward a few weeks. The third leg of the Under the Big Top Tour started with two shows in Boston. The first one was pretty wild since it coincided with the NBA championship final between the Celtics and the Lakers. Jimmy had the game on the video screens, especially during his intermission, and he would also announce the score periodically. As for the concert itself, they brought back Bama Breeze, Bank of Bad Habits, and Fruitcakes, and the show was so raucous that the normally quieter final encore was instead 
brown-eyed girl. Here are those highlights from the first Mansfield show on Thursday, June 17th. Earth, Earth to Earth to Mike. Come in, Mike. Jimmy. Well, we're here just we're here. <laughs> it's Jimmy and Mike. Welcome back to Radio Margaritaville. We are in uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts. That's right. At the old Great Woods. It's always Great Woods to us because yeah, exactly. we go along. Do you know we were one of the few acts to open this place? I remember. <laughs> we weren't I the re- original opening act. Well, somebody told me that, but we were. it wasn't finished construction when we played here. Uh, in the very I can first remember time. that. I remember. But we've done, I think, 51 shows here. That's amazing. I, I remember some <laughs> Sunday afternoon shows. Now, if we did one a year, yeah. I can do that math. And what about you? I think we better get loaded here, don't you? Well, what are you having? Uh, What's in your uh, We are partying down here, Parrotheads. Oh, yeah. Mike and Jimmy are getting down. down. What's, your, what's your beverage? Green tea. What Green do you got? Espresso. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Well, I have a, I have a little, I have a tiny bit of rum there because of my throat, and there's an allergy well, you know, going that's, around. That's sort of, the, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's your pre You hear pre-game. that? I have a little Zoolander cough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, well, this isn't what we, this isn't the way we used to prepare for shows, is no, it? No, it's not. We won't get into that because you know we're beyond the statute of limitations. But how's that espresso? Oh, it's good. It's is good. it? My yeah, green tea is yeah, just yeah. fabulous. Yeah, good. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's fantastic. So, needless to say, we've been off for a few weeks. We're ready to go. That's we are ready to go. We're ready. There's a little nip in the air here That's in, right. um, in uh, Massachusetts. Well, it's tonight. been 110 in Nashville. Well, we didn't miss anything, and you know, yeah. and the last time we were there, it flooded. So I don't yeah. know. We, we can call this a Noah's Ark tour if we want to, you That's know. Right. But um, we're glad to be here. This is always one of the great places, one of the better parking lots uh, on the planet Earth, I would say. Exactly. One of the first ones that really started getting down and getting out. Where, where not only the parrot heads dressed up, but the automobiles. They dressed their cars. They here. dressed their cars. Yeah, and that's caught Sailboats. Um, this was the first one that started looking like a Mardi Gras uh, parking lot before yes. Mardi Gras parade yeah. here. But uh, we got Elo back with us. Yeah. And we saw Professor Livingston Taylor. Oh, here from he is. The Berkeley here he is right here. There he is right Livingston there. Taylor Professor here. Livingston Taylor is here. Here, Livingston we're on there. What are we? What are we doing now? You can you can you can plug your school. I mean, this My, is the Berkeley College of Music. That, I can certainly speak about the well, greatness of that institution and the fact that there's a rumor that this fall Jimmy Buffett will come and give another um, uh, discourse. Who the hell to told these, you that? Uh, that was the hope. Oh, it must have been the green tea. I mean, I'm, I'm hallucinating. No, you know, I I love the Berkeley School of Music because Livingston with that. Besides being one of the great outstanding troubadours and pilots in America, yeah. flying musician right here. That's, that's not a combination. Boy, you ought to try to get insurance well. on that one, man. Yeah. That's worse than being a musician trying to get a phone in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But he also has been for years a great professor at the Berkeley School of Music, which Ooh. they didn't have those when you and I went to school. Were you a music major in college, Mike? No, I didn't see one music class. I didn't either. What, where were you going to be? Uh, a physician, a, a physician, a medical, a medical doctor. Oh, I was oh. a zoology major. A, a zoology. Wow. I was a history major. Yeah. Then I couldn't get into the music class, but you can get into Berkeley. They'll take anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, look at him. He's That's a professor. Right. But no, it is a great school, and I, I'm happy to be asked. And yeah, I'm going to come back in the fall and do one of my little lectures. If anybody winds up out on the chicken box in Nantucket, you might hear a little reggae going down. If, you, if you're not from Nantucket and you're trying to find the chicken box, forget Google Maps. 
just look for a large cloud, a billowing cloud of smoke. And we're not talking barbecue, Mr. McDonald. We're talking instant amnesia. Yeah. Lola told Frank, time we put it to the test. After Frankie told Lola, see Alice is the best. They fell asleep in the sand underneath the Florida moon. Mr. John Lovell on the trumpet over there. It's getting time, it's getting time. Yeah. I bet you that's not the first time we hear that tonight, or the last. Something's telling me, Mike. Maybe about half time you get that third margarita in there, you're gonna be, beat the fuck out of LA, man! You'll be going crazy, I'll be sounding like Dane Cook, the whole place will be nuts. Yeah, Lord, people, keep it going. We haven't been out long, but we have run into some very interesting people in that parking lot and at those tailgate parties. But as we all know, there is no tailgate like the Great Woods tailgate. Professor Michael Udley put it very appropriately earlier this evening on the radio when he said, quote, well, up there, everybody used to dress themselves up, but at Great Woods, they started dressing their vehicles up. Sailboat tonight. So what, what did you say? Sailboats and all. Sailboats and all. Oh, wisdom from the keyboard section. Anyway, people started dressing up their cars, their children, their dogs, their girlfriends. Some of their girlfriends were undressing also. I hate to shock you with that, but it actually happens out there. So, if you weren't one of those 160 people that saw that show, uh, we're going to transform you right there through, through the... Uh, through the miracle of margarita television, or whatever the hell we're calling these days. Here we go! The new deadly sin! One! Pride! It is no sin to have pride in the Boston Celtics! Two! Coveting! Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's HDTV! Three! Lust! What's wrong with lust? More cohog. Envy. Do not envy Tom Brady. Slot. Get off your fat ass and start dancing. And the eighth deadly sin is techno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we got some buccaneers out there tonight? Where are your buccaneers? Under your bucket hat. That's right, yeah. Now, we're back here in New England, where the pilgrims came ashore. Could they have been the first parrot heads, bending down on Plymouth shore? You got lobster rolls and tunnel tolls and bars out on the Cape. I got nurses at the Brigham who are keeping me in shape. Sadly, for Boston fans, the Celtics lost to the Lakers 83-79. Jimmy changed things around for the second concert in Mansfield. Piece of Work opened the show. Only Time Will Tell was played for the first time in two years. Mexico for the first time in a year and a half. And they brought back Nothing But a Breeze, Window on the World, and Wings. The final song was Tin Cup Chalice. Here's the concert roundup for the second Mansfield show, Saturday, June 19 the day before Father's Day. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Captain America. Captain America. It is Captain America. How you doing? Captain America here. All right. All right. What are you, the Pillsbury Doughboy? That's it. That's it. That's Jimmy and Mike here. Yeah, here we go. A beautiful... Oh, gorgeous. Or as some people say, fantastic. Northeast. A fantastic day in the Northeast. It is. It is. It is. It's what was it? Seventy five? Seventy seven? It was, it was nice. Day. Because if people remember well, we played in a we had to dodge a hurricane here last year, if you remember I remember correctly. that. You know, it's amazing. We've been run out of Boston a couple of times by, by hurricanes. hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, we have. Not Just, by sheriffs or, no. or angry husbands. Well, I, I don't know. It, I, hurricanes did yeah, us exactly. here. I don't know what yeah. that's about. But not today. Not today. It's a beautiful day here. Day two up here. At Great got, Woods. At Great Woods. we got Elo about to open the show in yeah, a minute. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to be fun. And we had lots of activities out there in town today. James, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Taylor's playing in Boston tonight. Exactly. Our old dear, dear, dear friend, friend and his James. band. They're Russ almost Con- as old as us. That's right. Russ Kunkel, Russ Kunkel. our dear friend Russ, and Lee also Sklar, Lee Sklar and Danny Korchmar. Danny Korchmar, yeah. And we were telling road stories that really bored uh, poor Danny's uh, young daughter, Stella. We, I felt real old there because we were telling war stories from the road. But we had a good time of us old guys. And then in the gym this morning, there were, you were on your Stairmaster. I was doing my exercise, and then walked Danny Korchmar. And let's just say, in the old days, that's not where we met. No. No, we, it's we not. We did not meet in the gym early in the morning. It would it? be a late-night rendezvous. And uh, that just goes to show you, if you can live through the first 50 years of rock and roll, you might make it through the last 10. That's right. Exactly. So, you know, with odds like that, we're going to hit the stage tonight and have a good time here in our last little show in New England, and then off to the Midwest we go. That sounds good. So we, <laughs> But we have some news, don't we? Did I tell uh, you should tell them, Jimmy. I guess you tell them. Yeah. All right. So everybody out there has been going, what are you going to do about the oil spill? What are you going to do? Well, I can't swim down 5,000 feet. If it was up to me, why don't they shoot a torpedo in it like on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and blow I it I don't up? know. Have you even thought about that? I don't know, but I'm sure there's something. I'm sure people have. But that's people ask me what I would do. I'd go to the Navy and shoot it with a torpedo. But yes. anyway, I can't do that. But 
what's happening on the Gulf Coast is because it is completely always over-reported and over-depressing, uh, business has gone off. So we're going down on July the 1st to Gulf Shores, Alabama, where which was my beach of my misspent youth at the Hangout Festival. And we are playing a free show on the beach, uh, inviting everybody simply to come down and spend time on the beach. That sounds like a lot of fun. And a lot of people from the Ghost Cuff area or uh, go, um, the Gulf Coast Ghost area. Ghost Coast or the Gulf Coast? <laughs> Gulf Coast. Okay, area. Gulf excuse Coast. me, excuse yes, me. Okay. Yeah, right. uh, Where's the Ghost Coast? <laughs> it might be. I don't oh, yeah. Hey. Hey, wait, yeah. Hey, it's, it's, wait, it's, 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 it's Wally and CC. CC and Wally. Right, We're in the middle of an important announcement. Right. Hey. But anyway, there's some uh, people were there, their home base there in, in the Gulf Coast area. Yes, and there are a lot of people cleaning up, and businesses are open. It is not a wash in the sea of oil. Yes, it's out there. We can't do much about that. Right. Unfortunately, it's going to be here for a while. But we can take people's minds off of it for a couple hours because that's basically what we do. So we got some great friends that's right. coming with us. Free show. Get all your details. CMT is presenting it live on CMT uh, on Thursday, July the 1st, and then rerun it all of the weekend of the 4th of July. we got Zach Brown coming, Kenny Chesney. That's right. Is Alan, Alan, Alan Toussaint? Toussaint. Special Alan Toussaint. And my, our dear old friend, one of the great songwriters, Jesse Winchester. Jesse Winchester. <laughs> and Sonny Landreth, opening for the show. Oh, July the 1st, 6.30 at night, on the beach of Gulf Shores, Alabama. If you live in the, in the Gulf South, come down, drink a beer, check in a room, help everybody down there, make a little money for the summer until this thing gets over with. And we will see y'all on July the 1st on the Gulf Coast in my old hometown. Will you have any guests there? Uh, about fifty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there'll, uh, yeah. Backstage passes will not be given out of that one. <laughs> so right. uh, it's going to be. I'm, I'm glad we can do it, and we can help everybody out. That's what we're going to do. That sounds great. It should so, be a good time. Uh, are you coming? Oh, I'll be there. I know. I'll be, yeah, you yeah. will. Because <laughs> your wife is from Mobile. That's right. That's my right. wife is, has. Uh, and my sister Lulu has been involved with the whole thing. So right. I didn't know where. Then and then you can get details. On cmt.com or margaritaville.com or whatever you want to do, but we're going, yeah. and it is more than a rumor now. I've been hearing it because you know right. we were down there checking things out, and then of course it got out. And yeah. then, but we're going. That sounds good. I awoke this morning feeling absolutely grand. For nearly a half a century, I've been singing in this band. I'd like to think I'll make it to 2010. Hold the parties in and tuck it. Sailing with Tony Howard, sailing around on that yacht BP. Back in February, or I don't know, maybe sometime last year, I ran into a, a young entertainer who kind of freaked me out because he was pretty cool and pretty good, the real deal. Zach Brown was running around. I went, that guy's pretty good. And we kind of struck up a friendship, and we did a little show on uh, CMT Crossroads about three or four months ago. And we did one song that, of course, the, uh, it didn't make it on the show for some executive decision reason. But uh, I like this song so much, and so since this is my show, I can put anything I want in it. And, uh, 
And, and I just want to let everybody know I, know, I know we're up in New England, it's a long way away, but I, I, we all appreciate your thoughts about all of us who come from the Gulf Coast, and thank you very much. It ain't the prettiest picture down there, but we're getting by. And uh, Zach has agreed, and uh, we're going down on the 1st of July and do a free concert on the beach in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Just so people will come down and see that it ain't that bad. Got to get through this stuff. So, if you want to get on the boat and come down, we got Zach Brown, Kenny Chesney. Uh, who else is coming? Alan Toussaint, Sonny Landreth, and a whole bunch of people coming down to see us, and Jesse Winchester. So, uh, thank you again for thinking about the golf, but we got to get on that boat. We'll be right back. Thank you. Needless to say, there's a lot of history around New England, and a lot of it has to do with pirates. Watching the sun bake. All of you fathers covered with oil, hula skirts and hats. <laughs> yes, long time ago, I, I rolled into Boston with this acoustic guitar trying to find an audience, and by God, I did. Thank you for all those years. And, uh, I think I'll send you on your way with this one right here. Have a great weekend. Take your dad to lunch. Cause I want to be there. I want to go back down and lie beside the sea there. With a tin cup for a chalice. I'll fill it up with good red wine. And I'll be chewing. On a honeysuckle vine. We'll do this when we get our clean ocean back. After that, Jimmy did shows at Pine Knob in Clarkston, Michigan, and Alpine Valley in East Troy, Wisconsin, to round out the third leg of the tour. But we'll save those concert roundups for another episode. Although we do have stuff from Pine Knob later in this episode. Plus... He did a surprise concert at his sister's restaurant, as well as the B-I-G-T-I-M-E concert at the beach at Gulf Shores. It was between these shows that Jimmy spoke with CNN's Anderson Cooper. The interview was shown on CNN over three nights, July 1st, July 2nd, and July 5th, although the second night was a retread of the first night. Here are some excerpts from that interview. You've been involved in environmental causes for a long time, but were yeah. you opposed to, to deep water drilling? To deep water, yes. To, I mean, I think that, you know, practically, you know, you got to look at it. We're, you know, even George Bush said we were addicted to oil, and we all got to accept that, you know. It's going to be a long, hard road to get off of this. It's been here for a while, but the hope is, I mean, I try to go to the other side of things to say, <clears throat> look at people. If you take that anger issue, you're just going to sit there and get mad and go to a blogger. You're going to, you know, we use the technology to find out 
solutions to, to the crisis. We're always a crisis-oriented society historically, and uh, there are things there, you know, instead of just staying angry, what are you going to do? And I've, I've run into a lot of people, and that's my, my point here is, is, to, is to try to find people that are, that are dealing with it. That's why I came down here to do this show, was to say, you know, there's an economic crisis along with an ecological crisis. And so I think you got to face that. That's something I can do something about. I can't go stick my finger in a hole my girl from Mexico as much as I wish I could. Most people do, but I can make a lot of people come down here and save the 4th of July weekend for the local community. The, the concert got canceled. What happened? <clears throat> uh, Hurricane. <laughs> Hurricane Alex. Jesus, uh, you know? He, it's he not one thing, it's another. I came anyway because I knew I could come. And I knew there were a lot of people. I was reading the internet. I'm hoarse from playing last night. But I knew there were people coming down here for the right reason. And as I you know, we, I played at my sister's place. We had about 3,000 people. I did it. Last night? Last night. Uh-huh. And people were already booked in. They, right. You know, we sold out every hotel room here. Uh, people still came, though they know we weren't coming. Because they thought it was the right thing to do. I... I I admire that tremendously. It's nice to see people, you know, out swimming. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's one thing that I, that people probably don't realize that, you know, the water's been tested. It's okay, people are swimming. So part of your message that it's important for people to come down, whether they're volunteering or whether they're just here to enjoy themselves. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's only seven thousand residents in Gulf Shores, Alabama, but. You know, as I said, this is not the, the Gulf Shores of my youth. I mean, these buildings weren't here, but they are here. But people come from a lot of other places, and they, and they consider this their beach, too. So I think that the, the best thing that they can do now is to come to their beach, you know. And people that don't know it come and discover it in a kind of quasi-state of, you know, concern and crisis and uh, do something about getting it back, and they'll feel better about it, and it'll be their beach. You've opened up a hotel in Pensacola. Yeah, great timing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you think about maybe delaying it at all? Or? No. I mean, you know, it, it, it goes back to it. Our partner's down there from Pensacola. I'm from here. You know, and I went down once with the governor to see it because uh, we were just opening up. And I just thought, you know, everybody, the reaction was, well, are you leaving? And I went, you know, we didn't leave New Orleans. You know, we opened up and we served people who were trying to help clean up. And we got back into business. And... It took us a few years, and we've lost money, but that, that's not the reason we're here, you know? And so the same thing was happening over there. People going, are you leaving? Oh, no, we're here for the long run, and we are. So I'm going over there today and have lunch and check it out, and I'll be back next week. So no, it never, it never occurred to me that this was any kind of short-term thing. Again, I'm not afraid of cat. <laughs> you know, obviously the moratorium is incredibly controversial. Uh, do you support it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've been, uh, you, you know, you could, you could say that, but then the economy's going to go to hell. You know I mean? This is an oil-based economy. I mean, I think the thing that I want to do is look at, you know, I got little projects going. I mean, I go, that's a decision somebody else is going to have to make on a bigger level, but we're doing things like we've got a project where we're taking French fry oil from the Margarita restaurants and fueling shrimp boats on them. Is that right? Yeah. And so that's something that I can do. Right. And we're doing it, and it's successful. And ironically, it comes at the time where people are going, you know, to me is this thing hopefully will eventually get fixed. And then what are we going to do, just go back the way we were? Maybe this is the time for people to think just to look at alternatives, though it is controversial. There's much oil in our lives, that, much more so than there is on this beach today. So what are we going to do about that? That's the question I ask myself. 
and, and try to get answers and, and try to, in a small way, go that way. Because that's one of the things I think people get so frustrated about. They see this stuff on television, they want to do something. Yes. And I've talked to volunteers who've come down, <coughs> but there's no place for them to volunteer because, you know, BP doesn't want them because, you know, they don't want people just randomly well, picking up oil, which is understandable. Yeah, well, we had we had funded some, some rescue boats for birds. Uh, Right, and y'all ran, ran a story right. on it, and we ran into tremendous, yeah, the SWAT boats, you know, and here's a guy that came to me and said, I just feel so angry about this, I want to do something, and they designed these shallow water boats that I thought were wonderful, so we funded the first couple, we were set to go, and then rumors started going that BP was controlling the cleanup, you couldn't get in, and this was on the internet, and this more, people went crazy and we finally found out that there was a simple solution and we found it and they're working now mm -hmm. so we ran into those problems too there's so much information and i think of this it's like a traffic jam in haiti you know i mean mm -hmm. there's so many people trying to do something about it and you get to that roundabout right. outside of the you airport you want to give up <laughs> you want to be in your vehicle right. you know and if you can get your way through those traffic jams you can find you can connect up with people uh, and i think that's the other thing you know it's frustrating it is because you got a lot of people who would like to help but figuring out where to go and uh, and getting through rumors and things to where you can actually do something is difficult. But do you think the, the way of life here, Margaritaville, the, the laid-back life, that can continue? Oh, That'll survive. It, it always has. Somehow people here survive. I've seen it through you know my generations of being here and people that have been wiped out and in my own family coming back and rebuilding and uh, going on with their lives. Mar Margaritaville is alive and well. <clears throat> Margaritaville is alive and well, and uh, I think we'll be around for a while. Uh, the, the good thing about it is at the end of a hard day, people still need a drink and a couple of, couple of minutes to relax, and uh, that's what we do. On the 10th of July, the day before the Gulf Coast concert, Jimmy spoke with WKRG, the local station for Mobile and Pensacola. When was it that you decided that you needed to do something for your fellow people down here on the Gulf Coast? I, you know, it was, I was sitting with a friend of mine named Bill Flanagan, who is a producer for CMT and an old friend of mine. We've been on adventures before, and I, I consider him not only a good friend, but one of the best people of uh, knowledge, most knowledgeable people about music around. And we worked on some things before, and I was just kind of looking, and, you know, I was feeling as futile as I'm sure everybody down here was, uh, you know, uh, and I'm thinking, what's, what's the best thing we could do? And I, and I, I had a great working relationship with CMT. We'd come off of the Crossroads thing that Bill had produced, and so we just started, you know, we, and I, we were at lunch, and he said, you know, I'll call CMT and see if they might be interested in doing something. Let's go down and do a show on the go. And uh, to, my, to my surprise, they got back so fast uh, and said, yeah, let's go do it, that we just had to start a crank up. Fortunately, we were on a month break on tour, and so that was good luck, you know, and then we put it all together and then tropical storm hit. <laughs> so, you know, we've been, you know, there've been a hurricane, you know, as I said, you know, people down here are tough and they're resilient and they know how to get back from this and this has thrown everybody for a loop because it's a different kind of thing. But that's what I think I wanted, you know, we came down and when we had to postpone before God, that's the one thing nobody here wanted to do. But, you know, looking back, it was the right call and who knows, it might've been the right thing. And, I came down anyway and played Lucy's as a surprise, and I could just feel then the people the next day, and she said people were, you know, felt feeling a little better about the whole thing just because they'd gone out and had a good time. I suspect we'll be doing concert roundups of those two shows as well in the near future, but for now, let's wrap things up with something recorded after the Pine Knob concert. I included some of this in the last episode, but I quit halfway into it, either too eager to finish editing or afraid the episode was already too long. 
Whichever it was, here's the last half of what got recorded of our post-show parking lot roundtable. I think the, this recording is going to be me chewing. <laughs> Can't stop eating chips. What a fun show. It so made my bad knees that I'm going to be, not be able to move for three days worth it. <laughs> things I noticed, being that close, ordinarily you wouldn't see these kind of things. Oh God! Here we go. Um, <laughs> oh, like like is that anybody who sat behind us is a dick? <laughs> I was in front of Bill Lambier. I like to tell these stories. Damn it! I like to come back to the car and tell these stories, and I couldn't weasel my way any closer. All right, Mike. What did you notice? Go ahead and tell us. He looked like he looked like clear his throat a lot. Did you notice that? He like, oh, yeah, he does that. Say that to you. He coughed a lot. He was coughed a lot. Yeah, he, I, I've been noticing that since they started doing the interviews. Yeah. All he does is hawk and. Yeah. That was a lot, almost I like know. every song. He was like in between, and step even, away. Even in between, yeah, while he was singing, yep. you know, between verses. Even that, yeah, right, and during his song. Yeah, so I was going to bring that up. Okay, well, there we have it. And then um, another thing was when uh, uh, Tina sung the song with him, Trip Around the Sun. Did you notice she kicked her shoes off before she came over? Mine's, yeah. Because of the height difference, right? Uh huh. So she did the thing barefoot, and I, no- I noticed it when. Well, I noticed she was barefoot, and I, I, I noticed that, that too. Odd. And then she went Probably because she didn't want to step right away. Her tall shoes were... Her tall shoes. Yeah. 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 He's probably worried about stepping on Jimmy. They were dancing so close. Yeah, and he's barefoot too. Yeah, that's true. I didn't and see a pick it off. She warned her to take him off or something. Yeah. Mm. It seems to me that that's an accident waiting to happen with her dancing around, him dancing around. Yep. I just think that what? must have been really hot. He had yeah. jeans on, a long sleeve shirt. Well, he does that all the time. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But it was like... Yeah, the energy was up. Just, you know, move right through the show. I think our seats were. <laughs> we went back there, you know. Whatever, you know. Whatever gets you through good. the night, Patty. <laughs> whatever gets. I thought he sounded good. Whatever. Like yeah. clearer, and you know, you talked about him popping, but I didn't hear that at all in the music. Well, he stepped away from the mic. Yes. Yeah. Clear his throat and come back, and he sounded good. Were you guys? So I was wondering if he has like oh. allergies or something. Nah, were people just getting? Stupid, she's were people up. going out and in and out of your row or no? No. At all? Oh my God. I think once. once? Yeah. Okay, well, that's uh, 49 less times than us. Yeah, I know. We had so many people walking in and out. It was the same people, the same like four people just going in and out of the aisle. Oh, no, it was I ridiculous. Hate, I hate when they do that. We had all good people around us. This one guy looked like he was in The Sopranos. Just so many times. Then the two guys that looked the same, it was weird. And you notice a lot of the interaction between the the band too kind of goofing around with each other like, yeah uh, you know Jim's goofing with Robert and Mike Buckley's messing around with these guys it's kind of cool it was they're having fun up there damn it yeah their it job cool. is fun it's way more fun than my job and I like how they were they were like looking around the crowd and spotting people you know and, yeah. and I think he came out a lot more to shake people's hands and stuff than I've paid attention to before well couldn't prove it by me that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> it came to our side. With it seemed more. It seemed like he came to our yeah, side well, more than the other side. It's way more. It's and I think it was that blonde standing next to me. Who threw the bra? Oh, it's some, some lady. Yeah, I knew her though. No, she right came walking up. She had the bra in her hand, and she came walking up. And it, well, she it, had it, taken it off. She had a jacket on her. Uh-huh. Boobs were like in the jacket. Oh, really? Constrained. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. she brought it with her. No, no. She took it off. It was 
But she like talked to the beneath the jacket. She talked to the security guy, and he, you know, he just shrugged. But it, it, Jimmy actually came over, mm-hmm. not knowing that he was going to be getting this, yeah. <laughs> and then he got hit in the chest with his big <laughs> giant black bra. It was a big one. She's he, a big lady. He said that. He said, yeah, he said a large brazier. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. He wasn't kidding. It was, it was a, a large, large black brazier. Commented and everything. She dig up what she wanted exactly. Except she I can't remember what song it was. I'm thinking it was Cheeseburger, but I'm not right. sure. You guys have memory, very good memories. I'm trying to think of one. His name's Mike. And it was when um, Marshall Ch- Chapman was the, oh, the opener. That was when we had our good seats. Do you remember what year that was? Oh, that's got to be 93, 94? Probably. Okay. That far back? Because that was which album? That was... Uh, Last Mango. Yep. Last Mango was... 93? I could almost... It's earlier than that, though. I don't know. I know I was living in Should we be listening to Radio Margarita? Billy brought the tickets to my house because he didn't want... What time did they replay the show? So what did you think? It was fun. Okay, now you said your parking lot experience was odd. Was the concert odd? No. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have anything to compare it with, but I thought it was been, fun. You've never been here for a concert? No, I, I've never been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, never been here for a concert mm-hmm. at all. It's much better than I've been, you know, recently. The Palace indoor place is okay, soft. Second song. The sound here is just way better. I don't know if it's Jimmy or it's Pine Knob. But I hated the palace. I hated it. Yeah, we like him here. Not in the palace. He doesn't do it. At the, he only does it here, right? No, he's done. He's done it at the palace. palace. Did you drop your camera or did you set it? I set it. Yeah, the sound was terrible. I saw Rascal Flats, which sucked. Well, there. Maybe that was Rascal Flats. I don't know. Yeah, and this isn't even my favorite song, but it seemed to be like the right spot for it. Like it was a good beginning. Yeah. You know, it was just it was it was a solid group of songs. No, he hasn't been doing that. He did put that on the back burner, and we uh, didn't hear Pencil Thin or Frank and Lola, did we? No. I could do without. Because usually he alternates yeah, those. You get one or the other, and he skipped them both. Her. What's up? Oh, well, I'm going to stop. There. See? He got to hear some of the group after all. Plus, even more from me. Well, that'll do it for rooting around in my audio toy chest. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it wasn't too boring. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at podcast at northcoastcast.com or podcast at wastingaway.net or contact us through Skype at northcoastcast.com or at 1-734-274-5959. That's 734-274-5959. Or record yourself and send us an MP3. We'd love to include your comments in our show. Uh, Presumably episode 133 will be the whole gang again. So until then, I'm Mickey, sweating away on the North Coast. That's life on.